think something's wrong here, Wanda. Yes, I know what you mean. The truth is, we are in uncharted waters. And you know what? I'm anxious too. We just don't know what to expect. No. Welcome to Amalgam, a Marvel and DC podcast. I'm Vivian here with my co-host, Miss Jasmine Page, ready to talk about all things Marvel this season. And today we'll be diving into WandaVision episode three, which now has a title and it's now in color. <laughs> well, they all have titles now, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, so it's now in color, which very obvious. We can tell that. We knew that from the previous episode. Just in case you guys didn't know, I will list off the names of the episodes. Episode one, filmed before a live television audience. I mean, kind of, we, we get that. We heard the laugh tracks, we got it. Uh, episode two is Don't Touch That Dial. Interesting, uh, I need to look more into that. I don't remember there really ever being like a dial. I don't remember this. either, unless they're referring to Vision and like how he got the gum stuck. I don't know, oh, maybe. I don't know, but that, that's that is weird. I, I'd have to look, because when I think like Don't Touch That Dial, I'm thinking like a telephone or like, you know, some kind of, of mechanism of some sort, but the only, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, uh, maybe the airplane, not, I, I don't know. Oh, we don't the, know. the radio, the radio, maybe. Oh, 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 the very obvious thing that we should all know about. Of course, yes, the radio. <laughs> the it's radio. Gears are go. shifting, just like Envision. Again, we, we kind of just woke up, my coffee is settling in, but we're here for this. We are here for this episode, Now in Color. And there's a lot to talk about. The second that the episode starts, there's a lot of nods to the Brady Bunch. We kind of see that three by three opening. It's all Wanda. We're not seeing any other people right now. But there is a large family-esque kind of theme to this entire episode. And we're here yes. for it. And in the opening, so yeah, we do have this 70s theme, this Brady Bunch opening. But if you notice, in the Brady Bunch, we have the squares, like each family member in a square. Mm. I don't know if you picked up on this. It was, they hexagons. were hexagons. Yes, yes, like a beehive. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I wonder what that means. Mm -hmm. More beehive references mm, in mm -hmm. our face. And I, I love that these episodes have so many easter eggs yes but there's very obvious and very subtle things you know we could probably spend the whole episode just dissecting and analyzing all of these fun little things i think even later on in the episode you see this soap uh brand koi and in the prior episodes you saw agnes like with her newspaper and there was an a tiny little advertisement for koi so i love that the continuity for this episode is still it's there it's all over the place uh, but yeah, this episode I feel like was a little bit, I don't want to say slower, that's not kind of the, but, but there weren't as big until the end of the episode, obviously, mm -hmm. there weren't as many climactic things. Yeah, it was definitely, it, it was almost, it could have almost been a filler episode given that it was mostly just setting up what we saw at the ending of last episode and then it hit us with that, that big surprise <laughs> towards the end that we'll get to. <laughs> we will. Uh, so how did you feel kind of with with the way that the episode was shaping out? Because we, we saw a lot of, again, nods to the House of M. She's pregnant. Um, did you kind of know where the episode was heading? Did that affirm anything that we kind of talked about last time for you? Yeah, I at the so going through the episode as it was, you know, rolling out, I did not know where it was going to go. I didn't know how it was going to end. Um, 
I thought it was just going, I didn't know if maybe we would just see the twins towards the end because mm-hmm. she was getting this big belly bump every two seconds. So I thought, okay, she's going to give birth at the end of this episode. Little did I know that is not what was going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I and yeah, I don't know. What what did you think? How did you I, think it was playing out? I so so in watching it, I I knew that it was in color, so I tried to pay a lot of attention to the color of this episode. And you know, there were a lot of little cute moments with the stork and and even with the paint can that they had, it was um Simer or or Sim Simser is the name of the the brand and you know me I'm trying to analyze everything. Mm-hmm. That was just a cute little nod to uh the storyboard artist uh, and this storyboard artist, that's his last name, uh, is Sim Simser. It's just really cute because he's also doing the storyboard for um, Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So it's just a fun little, you know, tidbit back and forth to them. There might be more into that, but I just like that they did a lot of fun things with color. I think even earlier in their little Brady Bunch thing, you see Wanda uh, with her little book. I think she's got like a magazine, Glamorous, and it's got a woman in a red yes, bathing suit. Yeah. That might have been a nod to her outfits, you know, the, the classic WandaVision outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see Vision building a swing set, and that swing set's colors are green and yellow. Again, a nod back to his color scheme. So there's just, this played a lot with color. Um, I think even later on in the episode, any or anytime Wanda uses her magic, you just see that puff of red. It's which, yeah. like, you know, red is her color. So I just, yeah. I, for me, I was really looking at colors and what those might mean in the themes. Yeah. And can we go as far as to say that, you know, Wanda, what she really has always wanted, it seems like in this reality is a family. And yeah. the second she, you know, we see that baby bump and now we see her starting this family, working on her baby room. Maybe that's just the color means like, She's really just coming to life as a mom, as a human, as a woman. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's awesome that we get to see that portrayed, you know, with these different color schemes, with all of this, like, vividness in this episode. Right. And, and a, uh, talking about vivid and strikingness, I there's a lot of moments in this, at least in the first two episodes, where random things would happen, but they didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. But I feel like this episode, whenever something odd or eerie happened they dove into it. I think the first time that you really see something unnerving is, is when uh, or, or the neighbor is, is sawing into the cement and they didn't cut away. It was such a, a creepy moment of him being like, you know, uh, vision. Oh, hey, I think you want to, you missed, you missed the herbs there, herb. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, did I? Huh. It was almost like we were waiting for a director to yell cut and they just never did. They didn't. They didn't. It was so Creep. I mean, it's creepy. And I think, you know, that's the first time we saw that glitch, that that first little moment of the rewind. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, this episode, I love that. I think you said it in, in our uh, private chats. They are not wasting time. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's what I kind of picked up on for the theme of this episode were glitches, just because we saw glitches in the uh, one in Wanda's powers, every time she something malfunctioned with her pregnancy, we would see a malfunction <laughs> with her powers. Oh, I do want to make a quick note on that. So I, I was researching, you know how uh, Wanda and Vision kind of strike a little pose? Apparently that's a, a, a parody or like a, they made that from the first Wanda and Vision comic. That's the pose that they make in the very first oh, episode okay. of that comic. And I thought it was so cute because uh, yeah. it was just such a, a bold thing for them to do and so, mm-hmm. you know, cute and commercially or gimmicky Mm -hmm. rather sorry continue didn't mean to cut you off no that's good that's cool I didn't pick up on that or I didn't go back and look at that but that's that that is cute (laughs) um 
But we have, oh, the glitches in her powers. We have the glitches in the system, I guess we can mm-hmm. say, in the reality where we saw, you know, her coming, cutting through the wall. And then we also see there was a very obvious glitch in the middle when Vision started realizing like, hey, something's going wrong. And then we see like, I thought my Wi-Fi was glitching, to be honest. Everyone, like, that, that was the general consensus. I, I saw on, on TikTok, someone made a, a video about it. He's like, I thought it was my computer. I restarted the episode. I turned off my Wi-Fi. I turned it back on only to realize that's how the episode, because he was like, it kept happening right then until I realized that's how it was filmed. And it's like, oh, sweetie. Yeah. But it was executed so well. Like they made it seem like that was completely natural and normal, but the even though it is, wasn't. Right. It wasn't at all because before in episode two, it was a full rewind of, of a television. So it was very mm-hmm. clear that it was an intentional rewind. This one, it, it seemed like a glitch, like like a mistake. Mm-hmm. And so for me watching this as an audience member, I have to wonder, is this Wanda doing it or was this the outside forces doing it on her behalf? You know, whether yeah. it be S.H.I.E.L.D. Or, or Agnes, who knows who's really in control of the world that they're in. Yeah, I with the how the glitch happened, to, or I was gonna say today, in yesterday's <laughs> episode, it made me really think that, okay, that wasn't Wanda just because we didn't see her physically like rewind back in time. But then I also thought, or maybe Wanda's just getting more aggressive with keeping this reality that it's just an instant, like, I didn't like that. Let's go back. So then why? Because when I think intensity, I'm thinking, okay, she really wants to rain on her powers, on her control. So why then when the store, because Wanda, obviously she knows she's getting pregnant. She Mm -hmm. paints this stork mural on her baby's wall. Why then when she's trying to shoo away this because because I'm in my mind I'm like okay well maybe she's focusing more on this story that Geraldine is talking about and I'll get into that too because there's a lot in there a lot of like um, nods to other aspects of S.H.I.E.L.D. and and comics but why then when she's shooing it away is it that she's nervous about her finding out that she's pregnant like what why was her powers not working why did her powers Mm -hmm. choose then not to work Yeah, I kind of correlated that with the fact that her powers were almost malfunctioning, just like, you know, like when we saw the butterfly, yeah, like the, she said the word fluttering and then the butterflies came to life in the nursery or which was, I thought was cute, but um, so then I figured, okay, that can also work for if she's trying to make something happen, maybe her powers aren't working. And I I just correlated it all back to her pregnancy. Mm. As far as uh, Geraldine, because I did mention her, I know we're, because mm-hmm. again, there were, there were a lot of little things that happened in this episode. I'm going to try to flesh them out as, as much as possible, uh, Vivian and I, but there wasn't, there's not a lot for us to talk about. It was mm-hmm. kind of all in our face. Um, so I'm kind of just digging for things here. But with Geraldine, she kind of comes in and she talks about how she lost her job at an ad agency. And I think it's really cute because throughout these episodes, we know that the ads are really the only break in reality, you know, we talk about Hydra, you see references to Hydra, references to Tony Stark. Those are the only breaks from this alternate reality that Wanda has created. So it's interesting that, you know, Geraldine, you know, Captain Marvel, she's she's from, she truly is out of this reality. And so it's odd that she's working for an ad agency when the commercials mm-hmm. are the thing that are the separation. Um, especially because we kind of know she works for S.H.I.E.L.D. now. So mm-hmm. I like that. I like that little aspect. And she even talks about like the gravity O's. I was working on the gravity O's with, with Mr. You know, whomever and gravity, you know, space, shield, sword, all that. It, it kind yeah. of all ties together. So I thought that was kind of cute too. 
Yeah, I definitely, at first it was, I kind of had to, I did rewind that section just because I was like, what is Geraldine going on and on about? Because <laughs> I was like, she's speaking so fast and I wasn't making those connections. Mm. Um, and it almost goes over your head if you don't, if you don't pick up on those little things. Uh, I, I didn't make that connection with the ad agency and like, and the, the commercials that we see throughout the, the episodes. And now I'm questioning like, oh, is Geraldine supposed to be like, in like working with those commercials her now. Accent, her accent stopped. I don't know if you saw that her accent broke when, when she kind of like snapped out of it and was like listening to what Wanda was saying. She went from her like seventies. Yeah, girl to mm-hmm. wait a minute. Did you, what, what? And it was so subtle, but, but noticeable. I just, yeah. I think it's great. There's so many layers and elements to the show. Mm-hmm. And this, speaking of like her accent breaking, I almost caught Wanda, or yeah, Wanda's breaking too. And I thought, oh my gosh, are we actually going to get like Wanda Maximoff, Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we did. And then, know. yeah, like, I'm, I don't know if you want to jump to this now because we're at this scene, but like with the whole, the twins and then Geraldine finally. See- I oh. do. I just want to go back to the commercial really quick though. Yes. Because we went, we went forward all the way because the end is so good, yeah. guys. That's, that's the real thing is, is. That's where the all the juicy cross- stuff happens. It's so juicy. It's so juicy and it's so thick and it's just, the story is now beginning. We're on episode three. I don't know how many episodes they've, I mentioned this before. I don't know how many episodes are going to be in this season, but it's just cutting to the quick. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Vivian, Vivian made a note of saying, I appreciate that this show isn't wasting its time. It's if something happens, they address it right then and there, unless it's, you know, her sawn into this men. But anything with Wanda, she cleans it up right then and there. Uh, but I do, I want to go back to the commercial because this commercial um, was for Hydra soap. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they, they make a reference of saying, uh, unleash the goddess within. And so I, I, I'm wondering, because now we've got three, Three commercials, two of them kind of referencing Hydra. I, I don't know. What are, your, what are you feeling these commercials are trying to do? I feel like when we, if we take the commercials out separately from the show and just look at them for what they are, they are all, like we said last episode, very relevant to different moments or different things in Wanda's life. So mm-hmm. like we saw Strucker, who was the Strucker watch, who we saw... Um, or who we know experimented on Wanda and her brother. And then we have the Stark watch. We know that she has this hatred towards Tony Stark. And then we have the, and then this episode, which was the Hydra soap. And, and we also saw tig tidbit of Hydra in last episode on the watch. We saw the little symbol and now, but here it's much more clearer because it's just flat out called Hydra soap. So I just think was, there's, no, go ahead. There was an episode of, uh, Looks like, oh, uh, so the actress in the ad looks like Ant-Man's ex-wife. Uh, so in, we were talking about this before we started filming. It's interesting that the actor and actress for the ads are the same every single time. I, uh, mm-hmm. Some people have speculated maybe it's a hint towards Wanda's parentage, and maybe that's just the image that she has of her parents. There was an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, the show is canceled now, but you're welcome to go back and reference it. Um the oh god what is the main shield guy god why do i do this every episode names are hard for me guys anywho he makes agent carter god (laughs) agent carter makes a reference uh to hydra having this technology it's like a mind a blue mind control soap and he kind of talks about how when they use the soaps it would seep, seep into their pores and the chemicals would mess with their brain 
And so I, I didn't know if that soap, the Hydra soap in this uh, commercial episode was a nod to that, or if it was just kind of cute and kitschy, Hydra soap, unleash the goddess within. Um, but that could have also been another play at Marvel playing with things they've said before. Yeah, I can definitely see see it being like a reference towards that that blue soap that they they mentioned mm-hmm. what in Agent Carter. Um, but it could also be that well, we know that someone's monitoring Wanda because we yes. saw that in the first episode at the end. And it's almost like, what if this is Sword or Shield implementing these commercials into her reality as a way to get her to like trigger her memory? Oh, maybe. Or oh, maybe okay, just okay. as a way to like maybe she'll maybe she'll catch this on TV and she'll see the name struck her and something will make her remember like, oh my gosh, I'm in this fake reality right now and I need to wake up. Well, what is happening in these commercial breaks? Because, you know, if this were a modern day television, that's when the actors would kind of grab their water, take a break. Are we thinking that her reality is still continuing or is there, you know, a pause? Because there there is a doctor in this episode and his whole Mm -hmm. MO is that he's trying to go on vacation to the Bermuda, Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle, another mysterious place where people go missing, you know, another allusion to a lost reality. His whole MO is, is, I'm going to check on you, Wanda. You're only three months pregnant, so this should be good. And of course, by the end of the episode, we know she has her baby. But he makes a reference to Vision saying, oh, I don't actually know if we're going to go on our vacation. You know, it's so hard to escape small towns. And of course, Vision has another little, oh, huh, that's weird moment. Um, But do you think anything is happening in those commercial breaks? Or maybe they're resetting Wanda? Maybe they, I didn't consider that, but I just assumed reality was continuing and we're just seeing a tidbit of what we might see in their reality. Like Mm -hmm. if say someone was watching TV. Um, But now that I think of it, maybe, maybe those commercials are actually happening when at nighttime when everyone's sleeping and we're just seeing it then. Um, But now that you said that when he does say like, it's so hard to escape, um, like escape their world or whatever everyday life. They also said that in the commercial, they said escape to a world all your own with hydro soap in the shower. I, f- I just remembered that I wrote that down I and I thought of it as together. like, yeah. And I thought of that right away remain made me think of house of M because Wanda did create her house of M to escape reality. And in her, in the comic books, House of M was a place where absolutely everyone gets everything they wanted. I believe Magneto was even president in this world because that's just what he wanted, but it wasn't a problem because everyone lived in this like utopia reality where nothing, I guess, collided with each other. Yeah. In a reference to William Shakespeare, i.e. what Vision said, the world is a stage and all the men and women simply players. Yes, something like that. I don't think I got that right. The world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. Yeah, which is another reference to this is not a real reality. You know, we're just here to play the game. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone is, I, well, the thing is, we don't know if they're Wanda's puppets, if they're, so, if there's, they are sword or shield puppets. We don't know what we're, what's going on yet. And we do get a sense of that towards the end when we see, um, yes, get to the end, uh, get to the end. Or not the end, but it was like right in the middle, right when Geraldine was helping Wanda. Um, I can't, oh, Agnes. Agnes. Um, Agnes and Herb are talking and Agnes starts whispering, is she in there? What is she doing here? Did you see her go inside? And then Vision, you know, approaches them and Herb can't get it out. But he keeps saying like, well, it's because we're here because we're here because and he can't tell us why he's here. And it's almost like is something holding him back from saying well, we see Agnes obviously holding him back from finishing the sentence. But it does seem like they are puppets playing a role 
And they, that was a moment where we got to see them break that role, mm-hmm. which then tells us like they're aware that it's happening. Or at least Agnes is, yeah. you know, at least Agnes is there to kind of steer us where we need to go. And it seems like she's recruiting people or maybe they're already on her side. It just seems weird that Agnes knows everything that's going on. You know, she's the only break her little side comment. She doesn't have a home. She doesn't have a home. Like it's, it's weird. And I, I, I wonder, I mean, I already know who Agnes is. You know, we know that Agnes is, is the witch. She kind of has powers on her own. But this episode really played into people breaking the stereotypes or the roles that they're in. Mm-hmm. So before we get on to other things, I want to talk about some other roles that a bunch of other people have. I think this is a good segue for us to talk about the other shows that we have. Um, other than Amalgam, there are other shows that we do have. And we do want to thank you guys for listening in. I'm going to do the quick little segue where we pitch the other shows we have, if you don't mind, because I know the next step is us to get to the grit of this episode. And I'm so excited to talk to you about that. So let me just do this quick little um, advertising for a bunch of other shows. I do want to thank you guys for listening in and kind of being with us. This is our second episode and it's just going to go much better from here. However, if there's any other interest that you have, we do have other shows. Um, We have the horror, 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 whores. What? (laughs) The horror, 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 whores. Horror, Horrors podcast. Uh, that one, if you like horror, that's a great show. They do a bunch of different movies, uh, shows. If you like horror, I'd stick with that one. We also have co-op mode, which used to be um, another podcast. I'm forgetting what it is for some because I have a terrible memory. However, uh, that's another fun podcast. We have the Ooh Woo Squad cast, which I love. Uh, they just did a Whiskers, the Whiskers, the Netflix show about the kitty, the girl who turns into a cat. That one's really, really cute if you like that one. Uh, we also have the Taunt Talk. It's a Star Wars podcast. So if you are a Star Wars nerd like I am, go ahead and stick with that one. We also have Gamers for Life. I feel like that one's self-explanatory. Very self-explanatory, Gamers for Life. And then the Nerdy Bunch podcast, which is a culmination of everything. Uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, did I miss anything other than ours? But you guys are already here. So thanks for sticking around. All right, let's get to the nitty gritty. Yes, back to the nitty gritty. So we left off. So we have um, Geraldine inside with Wanda. She's helping her deliver her baby. Wanda's having these crazy contractions. And we kind of had this heartwarming moment where Wanda panics and she starts saying like, I can't do this. And Geraldine is talking her through it. And she's like, you can do this. Yes, you can. And it's so, it's very different seeing Wanda. Well, we have seen her vulnerable, but, but this is probably other than, you know, with everything happening in Age of Ultron. This is the most vulnerable we've seen her in this episode. And it's, it's, she's vulnerable too, because uh, one of the big things about this episode is she's growing at at a huge rate. And Mm -hmm. Wanda and Vision came to this town to kind of live a picturesque and normal life. But this is the first time, A, her magic is out of control, and B, she doesn't want anyone to know that her, that she's pregnant she she had a whole pregnancy in a matter of a day you know they thought that she was going to have her baby on friday afternoon and here she is having it the same day they they decided that so Mm -hmm. she's just scared you know she she's scared of of letting the secret and letting her picturesque life go away yeah but who's there to help her geraldine Mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts on post delivery we finally see tommy and billy tommy and billy are here who um, we know later in the future, or at least in the comics, become Wiccan and Speed, mm-hmm. the X-Men. But what are your thoughts on this whole situation where we have the pregnancy and then Geraldine and Wanda I appreciate it. I, because, you know, there's really only two people it could have been. It could have been Geraldine or it could have been Agnes. I appreciate the fact that 
it was Geraldine because I, I think that they're supposed to have a really close relationship later on. I think Geraldine ends up joining the X-Men later on or something. She's got a whole backstory. Um, but it's nice. You know, that was supposed to be her comfort character. We saw in the previous episode that they kind of had a kinship and that only when Wanda touched, because because I don't know if you guys saw that, but when Geraldine was introducing herself in the little women's meetup, Wanda asked her what her name was and she kind of had this moment of I'm my name is and only when Wanda touched her did she remember her name so it's nice that we're kind of seeing her have this moment and maybe that's why later on you know she has that moment of oh wait and we'll talk about it when we get to it mm -hmm. but I thought it was nice I thought that Wanda having a moment outside of this whole uh, uh, alternate reality, you know, this was a very real moment. I am a woman having a child and it is a very scary moment. And I kind of want comfort. And unfortunately, Vision was off trying to find the doctor. So she latched onto something familiar. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was a really nice nod to just yeah. having comfort, having something close to you. And of course yeah. that gets ruined in the next few moments. Oh yeah, I definitely thought it was one of the most heartwarm heartwarming scenes that we've gotten within the past two episodes. But we, I think we can. I think it's time to talk about everything that happened when <laughs> Wanda was staring at her children, you know, oh over the crib. And Geraldine walks up to her, and she says, "She she says some trigger words. She says Ultron. She says Pietro." Yes. Well, well, what led into that though? It was you know you can you can hold them if you want, and she kind of talks about oh God. Help me out here, because I, I, there's a yes. moment that leads her into talking about her. Oh, she says I'm she's staring twin. at the tw yeah, she's staring at the twins, and she says I'm a twin, and he was killed. His name was Pietro, mm -hmm. and that's when Geraldine. Geraldine almost looked like she's searching her memory. It's almost like right. she, like even Geraldine is unaware that she is in this alternate reality or that she's a different person. Almost. You you made reference to that. Like maybe Geraldine came in there to help Wanda and help pull her out, but maybe she got sucked in. I think you mentioned that in the last episode. Yes. And I completely agree with you. And that kind of theory really keyed in in that moment of, of Geraldine kind of sorting through the files. If it's like an episode of SpongeBob, she's running around her little mind office, you know, pulled out the file of, oh, mm -hmm. right, he, he died. He was killed by Ultron. And Wanda immediately head snap. What did you just say? Yeah. What did you just say? Yeah. And Wanda doesn't have to search her memory for that. Wanda's well aware of everything. Now it's con I, that confirmed for me that she knows everything that has happened outside this reality. She's up to date in her thoughts. Like nothing is foggy other than the fact that sometimes she'll see things off in this reality. Right. But she definitely has all of her memories. And Geraldine quickly, oh, I didn't say anything. I said, you know. I was talking about the ad age. I was, I was doing blah, blah, blah. And she kind of walks mm -hmm. back and tries to clean it up. But no, Wanda's like a dog with a bone. She's like, no, no, no. And then we kind of see her eyes looking down at the necklace around Geraldine's neck, which very obvious, it's the sword. You know, mm -hmm. she's got it right then and there. Um, did you, do you think that at that point, Geraldine knew what it was and was kind of like dodging and weaving or did you think that she truly did not know because of the reality because there was a moment where she's like this oh it's just it's nothing you know it's mm -hmm. it's a thing um or did she know i have two opinions on that it's either that she did know and tried to cover it up because it seems like once she made that realization she did flip back to like like she did flip back to normal picked up that accent again picked up that pep in her step but right that did seem very much like she was covering up. It's either that or whoever is monitoring this, if it isn't Wanda, 
saw that as a problem that she remembered and like, I don't know, reset her system for it really quick. And she went back into this Geraldine character. Meanwhile, sorry, meanwhile on the outside, Agnes and Herb are talking with, Mm um, with Vision and she's kind of like alluding to uh, to Geraldine not having a home and where did she come from? And like, it seems kind of weird that X, Y, and Z, you know, and I, I, it's a little thing. I researched it and it came up. Agnes also had a little brooch and on her brooch, it was like three witches, one of which may have had a scythe, uh, a, yeah, scythe, which could be again, a nod to her being a witch and like her powers and all that kind of stuff. It was a quick little thing that I'm sure we'll get more information on later, but immediately visions like okay this is weird something is happening she doesn't have a home okay let me run inside and go check on what's going on he comes inside and Geraldine is just gone you know he confronts Wanda about it hey babe you know where's where's Geraldine and she's like oh she left honey she had to go she's but look at the babies aren't they so cute and it's just so trippy mm-hmm. um and it, I kind of at this point I feel bad for vision because I know that he's I know he's part of the game I know he's playing but you know, it just feels sad that, you know, she's having to lie to keep up this facade. And, you know, that's only going to last so long. We all know how shows work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can see where you feel bad for Vision, but at the same time, Vision's also a part of, he's not, well, the way I'm seeing it, he's not real in this reality. He's still just a part of like Wanda's mind game. As far as we know, as as far as we know. know, Yeah. (laughs) Right now that's what's confirmed for me. is that vision is dead this is not the real vision so we think because yeah. there is a theory that maybe he is alive and you know who knows maybe Shiri's trying to help build him back and maybe that's this reality is kind of putting for me i think that this reality is us trying to put vision back together mm-hmm. i i don't know maybe it's a very far theory in the back of my mind because i know maybe, that the big yeah. thing is wanda is cracked and she needs this for her but who knows maybe this is a reality that we're building to try to build vision back together and wanda just slipped in there yeah that's so. true didn't, i didn't think about that but that's definitely a possibility now it's a way far in the back possibility yeah. but it's there it's the whole we'll keep it in our back pocket like. <laughs> of course so we get to the end of it um geraldine is thrown out of this reality very abruptly very obviously vanished from westview and we see this base which we can assume is shield it, there, there was a, on one of the car doors there was an emblem for shield when the there was okay. up, yeah there was a, a so yes very 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 much shield but what does that mean did she fail her mission did she was she a part of it like, i don't know i don't know i took it as well it seemed almost overreacted that all of those, like the helicopters showed up, all of those trucks showed up. I would think if she was banished and it was just like a failed mission, then maybe one or two agents would show up to help her out. But with everyone who showed up, I thought like, was she not supposed to be in there? Or is she not supposed to be now on S.H.I.E.L.D.'s base? Or maybe It almost seemed like she was in trouble. Maybe it follows the timeline that it's in. Cause you know, this one we're in the seventies now versus the fifties of the last few episodes. So maybe when she was thrown from the reality, she was cast into the seventies shield base or sword base, you know? So maybe it's following the timeline of whenever she's there. So, you know, if she got thrown out in the later episodes when we come to like the nineties, the two thousands, maybe then that would have been the timeline that she was in. So who knows? Maybe, maybe we're going to see uh, a second Geraldine seeing the, her younger self with Captain Marvel mm-hmm. in the seventies. So yeah. 
who knows that is that's a good theory i i just assumed oh she's back into like it's 2020 whatever whatever year it's in now i think they're still in 2023 maybe mm-hmm. um like at, back to actual reality like mcu reality just because we did see almost like a force field mm-hmm. from where she came from and then we saw those giant lights like oh yes. yeah yeah i don't know i thought they were like monitors or something Maybe. yeah that's why i thought like this is definitely the base where they are monitoring, like where we saw the end of episode one, how we saw someone taking notes and watching the TV. I right. figured this was that base. But this was S.H.I.E.L.D. and the, that, I'm like piecing things together right now. And I know, that was sword. It's, it's a lot. It's a, there's, again, I, I have to remind everyone that for all of you people who are saying this is the greatest show on earth, let it unfold. I, I was making a reference earlier when I was talking to someone and I was like, I appreciate I appreciate what the chef is cooking. I love trying to figure out what he's cooking by by getting the smells and hearing the pans, the you know, crack, uh, banging in the back. But I am gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for the meal to be brought to me and the top to be lifted off. I I want to know. I want to know 100 mm-hmm. what's going on before I'm gonna make a judgment on it because everything is just theory and speculation at this point. And yeah. I appreciate it. I just don't want to be overwhelmed by it. Yeah, but they're definitely doing an amazing job at rolling out all of these theories. People are, de- it's definitely starting conversations. We really don't know which way it's going to go. And I kind of like that. Of course. That it can go one of many ways. And I'm also here for the games. I'm also here for the game of the Easter egg hunts. It is very, very fun. You're giving me something to do every Friday at midnight. Like it's lovely. Um, I appreciate it. Calm down though. Like it's a lot. You're <laughs> overwhelming my brain. <laughs> yeah. But if we get to theory, because that kind of, that wraps up the episode for us course, once we absolutely. see Geraldine picked up by sword. Um, so first, some questions. These are some questions that I have. Right, lay, them on, lay them on me. So question number one, who inside Westview knows about Wanda and Vision? Because obviously Agnes does. Uh-huh. But did Herb know? That's still, that's like, I'm like, are they all self-aware? I, is, I uh, think, I, I totally cut you off. That's okay. I think fine. everyone knows when they know. I think it's very much like the Geraldine moment when when she knew she was playing the game or whenever she snapped back to playing the game. She had her little 70s kind of, but only when she had that self-realization. And even with Herb, when he was trying to cut through the reality itself, you know, you, you know you're in Westview when you're in Westview and you know that you're in a false reality when you know. That's, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think everyone knows, because again, there are no children, there's no one else. It's only these like 20 players that we see. That's it. There is no one else. Yeah. So then that just brings me back to the big question, is Wanda manipulating the minds of every single person in Westview? And then sometimes they just, they it's lose just too much. Yeah. yeah and, and they come back to like their sense of self, but then it's like rats back up. But I mean, there's only, there's only ever so many people at any given time. Um, Wanda has control. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's my theory. Sorry. It's a big one. Um, I think that Wanda has control over certain amounts of people and can exert a certain amount of energy at a a particular time. I think she kind of lost that reality. And I'm going back to episode two when, when um, vision swallowed the gum. That was the first time that we saw large crowds of people. I think that might have been a reason why he swallowed the gum. And even then, like, the little glitches happened when she was around large amounts of people. She could not control everything happening in this reality. But when it's just one or two people, she's got that. 
you know, unless, you know, the baby's coming in. It's just whenever she gets in large groups of people that she can't contain the reality. And that's kind of when things start going askew. Mm-hmm. At least that's just for me. I, I feel like yeah. if it's small and it's contained, she can handle it. But the second things start to get too big for her, and that's why we only ever see a few people. Like, who knows where all of these other people are mm-hmm. whenever, you know, the, the WandaVision is, is playing. Maybe they don't exist Maybe when don't she's exist not here until them. she needs them. Exactly. Perfect. And then, so you, that would, that's your theory. That's your big theory. This mm-hmm. is, can I say my theory where this I episode would love left that. me? So I'm thinking, so Wanda's created this bubble of reality and I think it's affecting the world around her. So this puts me back at thinking that outside of this bubble, it is present time. Mm-hmm. And I think S.W.O.R.D. is monitoring her, S.W.O.R.D. and S.H.I.E.L.D. and trying to understand what is happening and trying to help her. But something's going to happen, I can sense it, where S.W.O.R.D. <laughs> successfully inf- infiltrates Wanda's reality, pulls her out of it, and that's possibly going to erase everything Wanda has created, her kids, this life with vision. Very House of M. Friends that she's made. Yes, yeah, very House of M. And that's what's going to, I still think it's what's going to send Wanda like spiraling into this huge shift in actual reality, which might lead to like our Doctor Strange multiverse or Spider-Man some, multiverse. Yeah, or something like in House of M where she, ex- or not accidentally, she quite, she did it purposefully erased all mutants or 90% yeah. of mutants. I saw a theory, I think it was Soup's theory, who said that um, he, or maybe she's going to erase the Avengers, but I think that's just a fun, fun theory. I mean, who knows? We we talk about that all the time. There was also a video of, um, what was it? It was uh, Endgame, I think it was a trailer for Mm -hmm. Endgame. Or maybe the one before, which which movie was before Endgame, the Avengers movie before it, when, when everything kind of went to shit and uh, everyone Infinity was dead. War? Infinity War. So I think it was a trailer for Infinity War. The trailer for Infinity War was also in black and white, and the only spots of color were red. And so a lot of people began to speculate, oh, well, then are we trying to hint that everything that happened in Endgame and, and essentially um, Infinity War and essentially Endgame is also a false reality. Of course, people, you know, how crazy. Exactly. Because they intentionally, they intentionally made that trailer. And you can look it up. It's all over the tube. It is black and white. The only things that are in color are the things in red. And so it could have also been a nod to the very first episodes of WandaVision, where again, the only things that were in color were red and then eventually yellow. So, you know, is, was that a false reality? Is this the real, like, what is happening? My mind can't handle that right now. My <laughs> mind can't accept that theory right now. You know, Maybe. is Iron Man still alive? Is everyone still alive? You know, what what really is yeah. real? Who knows? Jeez, we'll I'm going to think about that all day today now. <laughs> As I'm you go back go and watch back that trailer, analyze, it's real. Yeah. It's real. I'll send you the video, but it is out Please there. It, is, it happened. Um, but it could have just been coincidence because, you know, Marvel only does things coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing really matters. I kid, everything matters. Everything's important. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that basically, that wraps up our, that wraps, wraps up episode three mm-hmm. of WandaVision. We're just left with many more questions. Many not more even, questions. this was like an answer, but not even an answer. It was like, here's something to make you feel like we answered a question, <laughs> but not really. I think filler episode is a very good way of putting mm-hmm. it. We got so much in episode one and two, and a lot of people expected that same level, but as much as it gives us, it's kind of still just laying it out. This is only episode three. I, I think there's still a lot more to go from here, but I think we all kind of know the trajectory, at least, that we're on. So I appreciate yeah. that. I agree. 
Uh, I think that's that's really it for now. Other than you know, here's to the next episode, and um, yes. we'll keep we'll keep giving you our theories. We'll keep kind of giving you Easter eggs, but we're all on the hunt. We all see them. Uh, but if again, if you guys find any that we missed or you kind of want to talk about some things, make sure you throw them into the comment section. Hit us up. We will be here, ready to talk about it as much as you can. Um, and we oh, yeah. like learning too. So give us all the theories. Give us all the information that you guys find. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. That's about it. All right. See you guys next episode. Mm-hmm. Bye, guys. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amalgam. This podcast is produced by the Nerdy Bunch, Jasmine Page, Vivian, and Ivan Gonzalez. For more info, please visit our website, www.mynerdybunch.com. And on that note, please make sure you follow us on Instagram, really just all social media. Uh, you can find us at the period, nerdy period bunch. And stay up to date with each episode. Please subscribe to our podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really all major platforms. And don't forget, we have a podcast airing every single day of the week for everything you might want to listen to. Uh, Thank you guys again. Bye.